welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's Christmas Eve and uh, there's a lot of excitement everywhere. I'm sure there's kids going about you or you see children just very, very excited. And with Christmas, there's, there's always all sorts of traditions that different families have, um, some of which we've done, some of which we haven't. I'm glad I've never had an elf on the shelf trashing my house. Um, there's gingerbread houses to be made, but we've never done that either. And uh, even going out to choose the real tree that you chop down or uh, choose yourself and you take home and and uh, put all the decorations on. Um, a, tradition, a tradition in our house though, every Christmas Eve, uh, is we go out for a family meal all together and then we watch a movie. And we've done this since 2011 and the film we watched then was Arthur Christmas. And it was a, a way for getting the kids out of the house to kill quite a bit of time and it got us through Christmas Eve, but it's stuck as a tradition within our family that we really, really enjoy. And today, I feel like I've scored because this Christmas Eve, I am going to TGI's for my dinner, and then we are going to watch It's a Wonderful Life in the cinema. And I've never seen this film in the cinema. I've seen this film many, many times, and I'm excited to watch this on the big screen for the first time. Um, That's my exciting tradition that I really love on Christmas Eve, but uh, a tradition that Jennifer, my wife, enjoys though is when it gets to Christmas time and she gets to put up the decorations, then um, we drag everything down at the loft of the garage and we put it all into the room for her and she starts unpacking and the, the track from Michael Bublé goes on and she starts to build Christmas in the house. It has to be Michael Bublé that goes on as the backing track for the build. In my house, there's more than one tree. We've got one that's silver and uh, white, and it matches that room with all the decorations. We've got another one that's the, the main tree that has all the matching decorations, and that's where the presents go. But there's a third tree, and on that tree is uh, all mismatched. It's all different decorations with baubles from places we've visited, things that the kids have made, and, and it, it really doesn't look that good, but it's full of sentiment. It's full of all memories, and it's really special uh, in our house. It's all sentimental. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from an old root. In the text, we don't read about a beautiful Christmas tree. We read about a stump. Isaiah is prophesying to them that even though they're in captivity and as a nation they've been reduced to almost nothing, a Messiah is still to come who will rule rule with wisdom and understanding, the ultimate and perfect king. When he judges, it will be the perfect judgment. And when he comes, he is still going to come from the line of David. From the very thing that looks dead, a stump, there's no chance of life. The Messiah, the perfect king, is going to come from a stump, a new shoot. You know, a stump looks dead because everything that represents life, branches, leaves, blossom, they've been cut off and thrown away. But there's still life beneath a stump. 
when it's being cut down because there are roots that are alive under the surface. There are, there are about 600 years from the Isaiah's prophecy to the fulfillment of it, being that the baby Jesus would be born. By the time he's born, there is only a tiny amount of people left of the nation of Israel. The Messiah from the prophecy doesn't, there's only a few people who even still remember the prophecy and believe in the prophecy, it's been so long. And the Messiah from the prophecy doesn't arrive as a king, but as a, a little baby whose birth is not even in the comfort of a home, but is born in a barn, a smelly stable. Christmas is about having hope for the places where you feel stumped. Our mistakes, our disappointments, the areas in our lives that we feel we're failing. At Christmas time, you get the best clothes out and you celebrate with a family photo. I've had many Christmas cards and, and uh, you look at them and they're just lovely. They're perfect, the, the kids are all dressed in their best clothes, they're standing to attention and the whole family's there and they're all matching maybe sometimes, but I know that that's not the first photograph taken. There's maybe been many, many photographs taken while they've been told to open their eyes or smile the right way, turn a little bit, and they've just got it perfect. Then it makes the Christmas card and it gets sent out. In fact, back in the day, we used to have a, a, a film, a spool, and we'd put that in the camera. We'd take all 24 photos or even 36, and out of those, we'd hope to maybe get one or two that we could use to get a negative and make replicas on for a Christmas card. But it's only the, the best and the shiny photo that makes the card. The message of Christmas is more about hope in your stumps so not the shiniest of cards. Well, let's look at trees. You see, in my line of work, I get called to go and see a lot of trees that need help. And I often go and look at the tree and think, man, there's not a lot we can do with this. And there's a lot of dead branches and so much so, the only solution is to cut the tree right back. When it's chopped right back, the root system goes into overdrive. Because as, as soon as the root system realizes there's, there's no leaves, no branches, then there's no photosynthesis and no growth. So the roots are going to use all those stored nutrients in the ground and are going to push up a tiny baby shoot. When a tree is cut back, all it wants to do is grow again. And then this year we remember on the news the, the tree at Hadrian's Wall and the, they call it the Sycamore Gap tree that, that was fell down. But what is incredible at the moment is while that great mighty tree was chopped down, in the ground those roots are working on throwing up a new shoot. For that size of tree it'll take about three years, but a new shoot will come out of that tree. You see, this is our Christmas tree. The stump you actually thought was tripping you up is actually bringing forth new life, brand new baby life. You know, when I have cut down trees, there's a number of options I give customers. Cut down the base, um, only as far as the chainsaw can go. You can only get about two inches from the ground with the chainsaw. But if the customer wants the whole of the root system out, it's a whole new ball game. Either we have to take in a great big stump grinding machine that, that rotates and smashes the ground up, or a, a digger that needs to dig all around this huge crater to take out all the roots. Because if they're left in there, they'll still want to grow. 
And most people go for the option of just chopping them down to the ground, leaving that couple of inches. And even though I know they're there, even though I know the stumps are in the ground, every time I do this, if there's more than one tree, I'll trip over something I've already chopped down. I know it's there, I've just cut it, but I fall over it. I need to remember that I've done this and the stumps are there. And when I acknowledge them, I can move around them and they don't trip me up. You know, there's, there's different sizes of stumps in our lives. Stumps that are there because of someone else. Stumps that something was done maybe to you. Maybe a stump that is an attack of the enemy. Something that is keeping you from the calling that God has placed on your life. You maybe have stumps in your life that are completely of your own doing. I've got two boys, and my wife educates me a lot on everything, but more so on child development. And there's a lot of similarity between toddlers and teenagers. You see, as toddlers, kids sleep at all the wrong times. They are constantly looking to eat, and you're always trying to keep them from hurting themselves. Then they become teenagers, same thing, sleeping at the wrong time, always looking to eat and we're trying to stop them hurt themselves because the stakes are so much higher. My boys are now both of driving age. Matthew has passed and is driving and Nathan is learning. I'm concerned they can drive. I'm sure if you're a parent of children of driving age, your prayer life went up when they started to steer this rocket ship on the roads where there's other people and other, <laughs> other people's loved ones there because I don't want my boys to create a stump in their life through a decision they've made, through a mistake, through just not quite thinking clearly. So I tell them as a parent, listen, be safe, be careful. There's other people out there. It's not just about having fun, even though they don't want to hear it. You know, in John chapter 15, um, Jesus is famously talking to the disciples about the vine and the branches. The vine dresser, God, cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. God cuts us back. He disciplines us and takes out things that don't bear fruit because we, he wants us to bear fruit. We, we bear fruit by remaining in him. Along with the stumps, when they're chopped down, sometimes suckers shoot out. Even when the trees and, uh, are there, suckers will fly out across the ground and pop up somewhere else. Now, you've maybe experienced suckers in your, in your garden and suddenly there's a, a similar tree popping up a meter from where the original tree is. But the thing is about a sucker is it's a non-fruit bearing branch. They are sucking the nutrients from the fruit bearing tree. But let me tell you, a sucker will never bear fruit. And sometimes we need to be away from things that are sucking the life out of us. Maybe people that are, are just sucking the life away from what we should be being around. You know, we have to come to terms with our stumps today. Out of the stump will come a shoot. This prophecy is all about Jesus the Messiah. But it's a truth for us today. You are made to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 says, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who confides in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its, out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green and it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. If you're a believer in Christ today, I want to remind you that your roots 
are there. You just have to tap them. When a tree gets cut down, the roots spring into action. It's like quadruple the work they would normally do to get themselves going again. Sometimes we look at our growth and we compare our lives with others. Social media is bad for that. We sit and scroll through phones and we see everyone else's perfect lives that they've decided to post on social media. And then we can maybe think to ourselves, am I the only one who've got, who's got stumps in my life? But no one, I've found, is ever going to put their stumps on social media. Here's all my failings this week. Here's what I've not managed to achieve. Don't compare your stumps to someone else's beautiful tree. Even though you may feel cut down and stumped, you are rooted and there is life in the roots. Colossians 2 verse 7 says this, let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will go strong in the truth you were, you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I've just got four quick ways on how to tap your roots that you've got, that you let grow down into him. Remember, remember the faithfulness of God. Remind yourself of the goodness of God when you're staring at your stump. Recall the time he provided for you that we can always look at our present situation and, and not smile, but we have to choose not to wait for someone to make us smile. Not waiting for something good to happen. I'm in charge of my own joy. If I wait for outside factors to make me happy, I could wait a long time. My joy comes from the Lord. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. It's not about focusing on what we don't have, but focusing on what I do have. Look outward. Philippians tells us we must regard others as more important than ourselves. Now our problems are important. This is true. We've all got stuff going on. But when we take our eyes off our stumps and help someone with their stumps, our problems shrink. It's how God's kingdom works. In fact, this very day of this recording, I came down into Apex Church Community Cafe, and in 10 minutes, I heard three incredible stories of lives that blew me away. People are so excited with their achievements and I suddenly realized that my problems are nowhere near other people's problems. And it made me feel so much uh, more fulfilled because I took my eyes off myself and I looked at other people. Refocus through your routine. You know, sometimes uh, I'm, I'm super wired, I'm super motivated and I'm always um, up for doing things. Even I, sometimes on a Friday when we've got kids club or I've got a school thing, oh, I've got to do this today. We've got this going on. And it's, it, it's hard sometimes. You can't be super motivated all the time. It's just not possible because at the end of the day, we are human. But on, on, on a Friday, maybe when I'm thinking, I could do without this today. What do I do? I start the routine of my day. Kids Club is going to happen that Friday and there's a few things that have to be put in place 
for it to happen. So I just start my day. If that means getting up at six and going away to uh, the cash and carry to get sweets to make sure we've got enough for the tuck shop. I have to update the registers so last week's kids that came for the first time are on the register so they feel special coming in and knowing that their name is written down. And as I go through my day, as I start that routine, I am telling myself, we're going to do this. I am telling myself, I'm not just going to say, you know what, we're just going to not do it. Because the routine means I am up and I am at it. We send a signal to ourselves that I am getting up to do what God has called me to do. No matter how I feel, I'm going to start my daily routine. One thing I've really found is, I'm sure we've all got that song, that go-to song. What's your song? Spotify rap just came out and I was comparing songs I listen to with uh, my boys and Jennifer and there's a, there's a certain amount, of maybe three, four, that you realize you listen to more than anything else. And there's those songs you go to that you put on repeat. When you need uplifted, when you listen to that song and it lifts our mind and our soul and it really tells the devil, go away. I've, this is where my core belief system is. You see, songs, especially worship songs, are not just music. They're scripture. And they're not just words. They're the very uh, word of God. We sing and we tell ourselves we are not going to be stumped. Our shoot is going to come up from this stump. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go on with my day. You know, with routine, I'm telling myself, I've got roots that run deep. And I'm going to continue to do the things I know that I can do until a shoot comes up. Fourth one is this, remain. Psalm 92 verse 12 to 14 reads this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Are you planted today? Are you planted in a local church? You know, Apex Church is my local church. And it's a stream. And when I'm planted there, you receive water for your soul. From the worship, from the word of God, you are nourished and healthy when you are planted in a local church. Are you planted today? Apex Church is always open for you. You know, Christmas, this Christmas Eve, and it's a great day. And I've brought something with me. Christmas is a tender shoot of hope. I've got here a little sapling, and you can maybe pick that up on the camera. It's just got tiny little fibrous roots. They're really tender. They can be easily damaged. And sometimes, just like Christmas and the way that the Israel thought the Messiah was going to come, he didn't come riding that white horse and storming in with an army. He came as a tender little shoot, all fragile as a baby. Because our shoots are sometimes not the way we think they'll be. Because God's ways are not our ways. You know, when God sent his son to earth, he picked an unlikely couple in an unlikely place, born in a stable he was sent in the form of a needy little baby, a tender little shoot coming forth from the place you never expected. Hope is here. Emmanuel, God with 
us. Maybe today is a time for you to start a brand new shoot of life, walking with God. Maybe you feel stumped and maybe you've never started this walk. I want to ask today if you would like to plant your roots in someone who will never let you down, who will never sustain and fulfill you. I'm going to finish with this story. It was one Christmas Eve and the snow was falling heavy on the ground and it was really thick. And it was uh, a father and his wife and two kids and the, the wife says, we're going to church, are you coming? He says, I don't want to go out on this. It's too heavy a snow and I don't believe in any of that mumbo jumbo anyway. So his wife said, fair enough, and off she went to the church with her kids. And uh, while they were gone, he heard outside the cries of a cat and some kittens. They were clearly strays, and he opened the door, and the wind blew, and it was freezing, and the snow was heavily coming down. These cats looked frozen. And he tried to usher them into the house, and he tried to do everything he could. He was doing all the cat noises, but nothing. The cats didn't know this stranger. He even got milk and he, he tried to get the heat from the fire out to, to, to encourage them to come in. But as he stepped out, the cats ran away and he, he didn't see where they went. He then thought to himself, if there's only a way I could change myself into a cat and I could tell them that I'm not trying to hurt them. And he suddenly realized that's exactly what Jesus did. When he came down, God as a baby to communicate with us the Messiah God as a baby at Christmas that man ran to the church just as the service was finished and he gave his life to Jesus because the minister spoke with him and says you just need to acknowledge Jesus came as a baby that he grew up and he took all the sins on the cross for you ask for forgiveness and you too today could do this very simple thing so i'm praying and believing that this christmas that your stumps will not trip you up but they will start a brand new shoot in this very year amen